3: Just let
1: it flow. No one can do it quite like Caroline.
0: It's time for Caroline. Okay, I have the incredibly talented, brilliant Vanessa Rosetto. Not to be confused with risotto Is it even though you are a food like magician, like you are magic woman in the kitchen, <laughs> you have created so much good information and you have shared so much wisdom. You've been on Good Morning America. I mean, girl, you are on fire. You got to this podcast like 10 minutes early and you're doing all this other work. I'm like, you are hustling. You have got it going on.
4: Hustling. Hustling. Vanessa and hustling are synonymous words for sure.
0: Has that always been a thing?
4: (laughs) Yeah. I'm always just like, what's the next thing? Where am I supposed to go? What are we doing? Like, like just recently I just sold our apartment. My husband's like, where are we gonna live? I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's like, okay.
2: <laughs> Do you have any idea where you might live?
4: No, I have 75 days though to get out. We'll figure it out. But also, we have two children who are eight and ten. He's like, I mean, can they at least finish the school year? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be fine.
0: <laughs> okay. What? What? How? I, this. I need to get a little deeper into this because this gives us insight into your mind. So what? encourage you to sell your apartment. Are you going to be living in the same city? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So it's just
4: like the market is super hot right I know. now. Where do you live? I live in Hoboken, New Jersey. And so the market is hot and our apartment is very nice. And I, there isn't a lot of inventory that looks like our place. And so I was like, we'll just put it on the market and see, see what happens. And so it sold in 12 hours. Okay. I'm sure you had multiple offers. Just one because the per- okay. one person came in and they were like, we'll pay you over asking to take it off the market. And I was like, great. It's a sign. I believe in signs. It's a sign from the universe Yes, to go. And my husband's like, right, right. But where? And I'm like, that is a detail. It's not important. If we don't find something we can just rent. He's like, I mean, my parents think I'm crazy. His parents think I'm crazy. It's fine. We'll be
0: fine. So do you feel, I love that your husband just goes with you. That's great. Yeah. You you married someone who trusted your magic, which is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably yeah. like, what is yeah. actually happening? But here we go. Yeah. Um, do you feel though, like buying at the top of the market is going to be stressful?
4: No, I think the market's coming down now. And like, again, if I don't find something in like 30 wait. days, just wait.
0: You're in no hurry. hurry. No hurry. Th- this is going to be fine. Right, is that your MO? Like you just don't let yourself get stressed because that's also your MO with your cooking. Kalina. Yeah. Right? Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Kalina, you yeah. have a Kalina a whole amazing place where people can have virtual coaching from you. You can make meal plans. You have all these dietitians that work with you. And it's all about not being stressed out. Because like it's about enjoying your food, learning foods that are healthy for your heart, for blood pressure, for all I mean, I want to talk to you all about mm-hmm. that, like healing your body with food, yeah. in other words. But I feel like it's also your main thing is don't be stressed. Yeah,
4: like I mean, you know, it's it is stressful because you know, we just secured all this funding and we're trying to scale and compete in the digital health space. So that's stressful. But everything always works out. If I take like an inventory, has it, has it not worked out? Mm, mm.
0: So you got a mm-hmm. lot of trust. You have how did you get that trust in that it will work out in the universe and all that? Because I feel like I also subscribe to that, but I find myself oftentimes having a little bit of doubt.
4: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> but That's normal. I think having the doubt means you are like a high functioning person and you have critical thinking, right? Because you, it, it also keeps you motivated. Having a, just a little bit of doubt is healthy because it keeps you pushing and moving because you know, if you're just like, Oh it's just, Yeah whatever. God takes care. It's like, yo, you got to do a little work, right? Like something. Um, yeah. I just think that if you trust, and if you really like, I'm really into data, but like, if I look at all the data in my life, everything has just moved me to the next thing. And the next thing has always been better. Mm-hmm. If I tell you like 10 years ago, I was Working in the hospital, making $50,000 a year, pregnant with my daughter, like, you know, or maybe I had a one year old, I don't know, like, and living in like a thousand square feet. Fast forward, I'm the CEO of a tech startup. (laughs) My kids are eight and 10. Also, by the way, it took me like five years to get pregnant. I thought I was never going to have kids, like, all of these things, right? And if you just start to think, You asked about it, you prayed about it, and then it happened.
0: So like just chill the fuck out. How I love that. How did you finally get pregnant? I struggled with getting pregnant. Actually, struggled the first time. It took us like a year to get pregnant. And then we tried again. We tried for like two years and it's not happening. So now I'm kind of like, I'm cool with an only child. Like I'm down down for that. And the thought of having another kid actually now stresses me out because Sunny is almost three and we're in this like awesome groove. I'm like, shoot, I think we missed that window where (laughs) and now like formula there's no formula in the world. I saw that. <laughs> That's saw that. so stressful. What is like a mother has like stopped breastfeeding and they don't have a supply. What as a dietitian, what, what would be something that you could substitute like regular milk? No, you
4: could, well, depends. That depends. Well, how old are you? Right? Like if the kid is like 10 and a half, 11 months old, you could start giving milk because the kidneys can take the milk, but anything less than that, but the, the kidneys are not developed enough to take cow milk. So you're kind of in a weird space. You could also just like kind of get behind at like 10 months. Your kid doesn't really need milk. Uh, so So what if you have like a two month old? (laughs) No, you're in trouble. You have to like, but the thing is, is that there are, there are, there are companies out there that do home infusion and they have access to formula and you probably will have to pay, but it's, it's there. And so that's the thing. Like physicians need to start, getting themselves, like getting their, their patients access. There's all these companies that have warehouses and warehouses and warehouses of formula and they know how to get it. So connect them.
0: (laughs) Don't you feel like it's like one thing after the other right now in the world?
4: Everything is like on fire.
0: What is this? Is there something, are we just recalibrating our world because we've been so off balance? Like what's going on?
4: I agree. I think like we've just been we don't care about the environment. We don't care about each other. We just like, everybody is, you know, like the, like the way that people live is so crazy. Sometimes, you know, like I run around in these circles on the outskirts where people just have like these obscene amounts of wealth. And you go to these parties where like celebrities are at, and you're just like, this is not normal. But like, if you don't, if you're not grounded and you go to those kinds of things, you're going to be like, oh, I must be less than because I'm not achieving in this over here. But like, that's not the the mark of a good person or a successful person or whatever. So I think everyone's just like, idea is very skewed and we need to come back to center and really focus on how do you affect other people? Are you being kind to people? What are you teaching your children? Like all of those things really matter. And people, I guess, kind of have just sort of forgotten that in recent time
0: very, I feel like we've gotten very indulgent in ourselves too. Like kind of what you're saying. It's like, we're not really thinking. And I think it's great to have dreams and pursue goals and all that. But then there's a point where it's like, we've got to think about the bigger picture of mankind and the environment as well. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I feel like the world is like responding to us saying, stop, stop, stop. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I also think, I know this is like hypocritical because you know, I am on Instagram and people are on social media and all those things, but I think, it's the first time that you kind of know what's happening in a celebrity's life. Right. So like I'm seeing what JLo, I always reference JLo cause she knows she's perfect in every way. So <laughs> JLo, I see what she's doing, you know, she's gorgeous. And then you're kind of like, damn, I want to be like that. But it's like, yo, you don't have JLo money. You don't have JLo resources. You don't have somebody waking you up every day, making your food, working you out, doing your hair, taking your kids to school. You don't have those things. So stop. You can look and be interested, but like it's it's also like not even something to aspire to. Like her job is entirely different than what yours is, but I think that has like a big part of that. I think it's just being having so much access to seeing what people are doing and feeling like you're not doing enough.
0: Well, and I think we can get so easily glamored by celebrities and celebrity lifestyles because we're like, oh my god, they have perfect bodies, they are like yeah, everything's perfect, yeah. but then like you know, look at it. I, I love Lo too, but she, the love, she has so much love to give, but she, she would probably love to have a marriage that has yep. sustained. And, yep. you know, I'm sure like all the work that you have to like all the sacrifice to be yeah. gone and doing these movies and throwing yourself into these roles. I'm sure yeah. there's like a downside. And I have realized that by interviewing incredible people like yourself in all different walks of life, it's like nobody is without some struggle, you know,
4: that, that is so right. It's so funny. One time I had a friend be like, I'm really envious of all that you're doing. And I was like, Why? You don't do the same output that I do. So there's nothing to be envious about. Like I maybe it looks like what I'm doing is very easy, but it's not easy. There's a lot of work around that and you don't do that. Actually I'm envious of you. Like your your father died and left you homes and money and you don't have to work and you can just enjoy your time with your children. So like I would rather be doing that. I don't have those same luxuries. And she was kind of like uh-oh. Oh, and so that's the thing. Not everything is easy to your point. Like JLo, it must be like, I want to be left alone. No one needs and to And also
0: like the more that you... Like work and have more success, the more people that you have to be accountable for, that now you're responsible to provide for their salaries, for their families. Like now you have all of these people that are now relying on you. So the stress, like you have to stay at your top of your game because if you drop your game, then all of a sudden all the people under you that are relying on your success. They suffer. So, I because my husband's in country music and I've been in country music too. He's toured with a lot of major artists, and they all, a lot of them have, and he's friends with them too, but a lot of people have a lot of anxiety just of all the pressure that they have to keep this operation running. And everyone's like, oh my God, your life is so amazing. And it is, but it's also really
4: hard. It's really hard. It's so hard. And I, I share that same sentiment. Like, now that we have this startup and now that we've gotten funded, and everyone's like, it's so great. It seems so fun. I'm like, no, I have stress because.
0: People's salaries and health benefits are on my back.
4: Like you have to
0: keep your business going at this certain level or higher to provide for all these people.
4: That's right. A lot
0: of stress.
4: It's a lot. It's lonely. It's lonely place.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay, so talk to me about how you got into this because I love what you said. Your core values are food is medicine. And there's a, such a powerful impact on so many aspects of food in our lives, like our health, mental health, emotional health, stress management, work performance, our relationship. It all comes down to a lot of it. How are we fueling ourselves? And I think, and I was talking to my intern, Allie, she's right here with me. We were talking earlier. It's like so funny. Like it's like certain things, topics in life, we just constantly need a coach to help us. And food is one of those. Like with more input, like we're getting so much coming at us all the time. Sometimes there's like, there's so many options. We don't even know how to eat anymore. You know, like how do we eat to fuel our body? How do we eat to heal our body? How do we even know these things? And it's like, some people like will start eating like fake butter because there's no carbohydrates in it, but then you're getting all these other terrible things that are coming along with it. So you think you're doing one thing that's good for you, but really you're hurting yourself. It's like, sometimes it's like, how do I even know? And like you said too, one of your quotes on your Instagram was like, we don't learn about food nutrition in school, you know, and like K through 12, we're not learning about how to fuel our bodies and which is crazy. Like school sometimes forgets to teach us the most important, like simple base points for life. Yes, girl. Love school, love teachers. Yeah, There are some Uh, glaring things missing.
4: Yeah. Like my kid is like, Florida is not the sunshine state. I'm like, that is not important you know, like what's actually, what else can you learn in fourth grade? Um, no, I, uh, I came to this, I became a dietitian as a second career. I had already been working, um, in like the marketing world for a while. And then I decided to go back to school because I thought I could help people because a dietitian, Helped me. I was always like very thin and like didn't know anything about food. I went to college, I gained a lot of weight, and then I lost a lot of weight and I didn't understand why. So I went to a dietitian who is a good friend of mine to this day, and she just explained everything to me in this like really pragmatic way. And I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to, to do this kind of work and really help people. So I spent a lot of time working in the hospital, which I think is such an interesting place because being in New York city in like major New York city hospitals, like medicine is happening. So you have like the guy from the housing project, but you also have like, princes from Saudi Arabia that come for the same care. Yeah.
0: Everybody's on equal playing fields, which is kind of amazing because health does not discriminate. That's right.
4: And so then you, then you have to learn how to care and explain that care to people regardless of like how much money they have or, you know, how intelligent they are with regards to health. So it it was a very good lesson. And then I, you know, I, I worked all these different areas and then I started Having my own private practice, and I was taking insurance, and then I joined a private practice with someone else, and we hired two other people, and we just figured like, hey, we take insurance, so now we can help more people. Because if you ever thought about a dietitian, you just thought it was for celebrities or just like very wealthy people, right? You know, a a dietitian is going to charge you a thousand dollars for a session, and, and you know, like that should not be. You should be able to talk to somebody. So we just decided to do this, and then COVID happened, and then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And at the end of 2021, we had like 18 RDs and venture capitalists were asking if we wanted to collaborate. And so we decided that we would raise a round because we thought, wouldn't it be great to have a dietitian in your pocket? Wouldn't it be great for everyone, Caroline, your intern, you know, you Caroline could talk to me. You know, and I have all this experience and just Exercise your insurance benefits. Like, how amazing could that be? So net, and we know that nutrition is prevention. We know that there's a lot of noise in the space, and we want to clear up that noise. Make people understand this in a very practical, pragmatic way, not shame anybody. This is how food affects your body. This is what your goal is. This is how you operate every single day. Let's make it all fit. I love that, right? Like, no, no, there's no like, no clutter here. Just hey, you want to lose weight? That's fine. It's okay to want to lose weight. Hey, you have diabetes and you need help managing that. Hey, you only grew up eating fast food and you have no knowledge about how to cook, what it looks like, and you think that every recipe is 40 ingredients, and you're like, actually, just go get a rotisserie chicken and a bag of spinach. Dinner in five minutes. And so once people start realizing that and realizing that eating healthy does not need to be just for the elite, and Mm. you can do that in an affordable way, it's a game changer.
3: And that's all we wanted to do.
0: And I feel like that kind of goes back to what you're saying. Like, we have so much access to so many people's lives now, but this is where the benefit is. Now we have access to people like you, whereas before we wouldn't have known how to find you. So there is like this, there's like this give and this take to have so much access because now it's like, and I feel like this is where discretion has to come in with ourselves. We have to figure out who to follow, who to like, Who to start pouring our energy into that can help us grow ourselves instead of just compare and feel despair against someone else. It's like, okay, you're someone who's actually like, you're offering so much valuable information through social media and through all of your outlets that let's spend our time finding people like you who can help us better ourselves. I love that.
4: Yeah. I always think with social media, like if someone is talking in absolutes about things, you probably should not follow them.
0: Right. Okay.
4: okay. So explain that. That's a good point. Like, I always feel like when you get on social media and someone is like, you have to do it this way, or this study says exactly this, you know, so many nutrition people are like, this study says this, so you should stop eating butter. And you're like, right. But I can skew any nutrition study to say whatever I want it to say, mm-hmm. because nutrition is a new science. And the way that we do nutrition studies is like, Basically, not the gold standard. And even the other day, I saw this one dietitian who was. She's an intuitive eating dietitian, and she's very like hyper focused on that. And so she gave these stats like diets don't work. You this rebounds here, blah 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 blah. And you're like, yeah, but that's just the one. Those are the ten studies that you know. What about the fifty studies right. that say that that doesn't work? So like, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. So yes. what? Like I always feel and Kulina, like what we do is like here is a presentation of both sides. This is you, Caroline, and your life. So let's do it. Let's try this way. The, the way that's yeah. not going to make you lose your mind.
0: So is that a big part of it is you get to know the person and you understand their lifestyle and what they love and maybe foods that they love to yes. eat and yes. teach them how to eat it in a way that fuels and helps heal their body instead of hurts. Okay. So how do you, I want to talk to you about food as medicine, because I believe that so much. And you mentioned diabetes and I have had a couple friends who have changed their diet and they have honestly, like one of my friends got diabetes after having a couple kids and she had, um, what is the diabetes when you're pregnant? Gestational diabetes. Yes. She had gestational and then it turned into diabetes, but like through diet and stuff, she has really gotten it under control. And, I, and I'm not saying that like diet can cure diabetes, but I know that diet can really help with health issues, like heart issues, diabetes. Yeah. Talk to me about that. The healing effects of food with these problems that we have in our bodies. Totally. And so that
4: that's where the message is confusing for people because right now, like a lot of messaging is eat and drink whatever you want and do whatever you want and you'll be fine. And so like, that's not true, especially because of the way that food is processed in America. We put a lot of additives in food so that people will keep eating them. Like Doritos. I'm always like Doritos needs to make me a spokesperson. Cause I talk about them all the time, but Doritos are a perfect food because they're chemically engineered and they're consistent and they have salt and we want to keep eating them. That's but the job. Can, can, are they good for us or bad for us? I mean, they're just a nice to have, not a must-have, right? like, <laughs> Nice to have, not a must have. Yeah. That's my husband's famous line. So like, is that a nice to have or must have? I'm like, this is negative energy, Michael. Go somewhere <laughs> else. But um, so yeah, like Doritos are fine. You can eat Doritos, but if you think you're gonna eat Doritos every single day and then like tire of eating them, no, you're not. There are chemicals in them to make me want to eat them every day. That's just a fact. So
0: isn't that so upsetting that our food is like programmed to keep us addicted? <laughs> I mean, the thing is though. It's, a, it's upsetting, but I think also it's like
4: proceed with caution and have sense. So like, don't tell people that it doesn't matter and you can eat them whenever you want because that's not the whole story. And so to your friend, she can eat Doritos. Of course she can. She's just not going to be able to eat them every single day. And yes, understanding how food affects your body. So one time I talked about how when someone's a diabetic, I would talk to them about their carbohydrate intake and portioning out the carbohydrate. And I got somebody coming into my DMs telling me that was really triggering, and you're going to cause people to feel some kind of way because you're talking about controlling your carbs. And I'm like, Excuse me, this is simply science. You have a dysregulation of your blood sugar. And so if you overeat carbohydrates, you're going to continue to have elevated blood sugars and you're going to end up like blind with amputations and on dialysis. So would you rather just control the carbohydrates that you're taking in? I'm not saying that you can't have a cookie or you can't have rice, or you can't have pasta. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have to understand so that you can reverse your diabetes. I'm saying that if you have heart disease and you have congestive heart failure, again, eating too many carbs causes you to have difficulty breathing. So is that what you want? Like, You have to have sense and not everything is diet culture and not everything is a trigger. If, if you don't have a a relationship with food that is negative, then I can talk to you in that way. But obviously if you have an eating disorder, if you have issues around food, I'm going to talk to you in an entirely different way because I understand that. And so I think that the messaging out there is so confusing and everybody else is so is so confused. I don't know what to do to your point. And yes, to your point, like fake butter is processed. So shouldn't I not eat that either? Like I should just, I'd rather just eat like regular butter. Regular butter. butter. <laughs> yeah.
0: But like you it- can, we can scare ourselves so much to like think like I can't have it any fat, any carbs. There's all these diets. Like you said, they're so absolute. Don't eat one carb. Don't eat one thing of fat. Don't eat whatever. And it's like, but then you get off balance because it's, it, it, you're adding all these preservatives and all those additives and all these fakes. And it's just like, sometimes I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah,
4: I know. I'm just like, I'm like everybody eat a vegetable at lunch and dinner and one piece of fruit during the day. And please drink water. After that, I don't really like, <laughs> come on.
0: <laughs> okay. So with Kalina, you guys talk to me about, talk to me about how it grew because I'm always so in awe of people who have grown a business so successfully and online too.
4: Yeah. I think, you know, we're very authentic. We're not try. we're just trying to do good work. So I think if you're just really trying to do good work, then everything else sort of follows. We, we just put our noses down and, and we're like, Hey, this is our job. Our job is to give people nutrition counseling and make it affordable for them. That's it. Nothing shiny to the right, nothing shiny to the left. I'm, we're not trying to be big, fancy stars. We're not trying to be on the cover of Vogue. We're just trying to give people nutrition clarity. We're Mm. trying to be that dietitian in your pocket that is going to tell you exactly what you need to know. We're trying to take the shame out of eating the ice cream or the Doritos. It's not a big deal. Well,
0: and that's the problem too, because like there's so much shame around it. So then you, all of a sudden you've been trying to do the strict diet and then you're like, Oh, fuck it. I'm going to eat a huge ice cream sundae. And then you have so much guilt when you're eating it. You have shame when you do it. You have regret afterwards. And do you feel like the intention that you have when you're eating your food actually translates into your body? Because I feel like sometimes like if you go in and you eat something with like such shame around it, then like your body is kind of receiving it in a negative way as well. Whereas if say you're like, I'm going to eat this ice cream sundae and I'm going to love every bite about it and I'm not going to feel bad. I feel like your body kind of receives that differently. Is that crazy to think? No, I think it's totally true. And I always,
4: when I have that conversation with people where they're like, I was really bad. Um, Everything was great, but I was really bad. I went to dinner with my best friend and we had two glasses of wine and then we shared an ice cream sundae. And I'm like, wait, so you were like miserable when you were with your best friend eating and having a good time. You were thinking shamefully about the food that you were eating. And then they're like, Oh, I'm like, you know,
0: you miss the moment, you miss the moment, you miss because you're so worried about the wrong thing. We have so much shame around food, I mean, that's just really what it boils down to, yeah. And like, sometimes I'll I'll talk with people, like, they're like, Well, I have a lot going on, I don't know what to do,
4: I don't want to drink this or eat this. And I'm like, Listen, when you go out to like a work dinner, do you have to drink alcohol and eat dessert with these people? Like, no, they're not your friends. Who cares? Like, just go have your dinner, leave. But when I'm with my best friend and we like love to eat dessert, my best friend and I love chocolate. And so we like to sit and eat the chocolate. Like I'm not, I'm just eating the chocolate because I'm with my best friend having a good time. And I think when I say that to people, they're like, oh.
0: So you kind of like prioritize your experiences with food. So instead of like thinking, like you said, you don't have to have Doritos every day. Say you have a job that takes you out to work dinners a lot. Prioritize that and be like, is this a place where I need to really let it go and enjoy all that? No, not really at all. Like I can have a little bit of, maybe have a bite of the dessert or something, but like this isn't the time where I want to fully indulge and like let myself go and have so much fun. because I'm here to do a job. So maybe like eat a healthy dinner and move on. That's right. And, and
4: that's the thing. And then people are like, well, that's really restrictive. I'm like, it's not restrictive. If you have a goal and this goal is you're working towards something, just think about where you want to be doing those things. Or like when people are like, I'm going to a barbecue and then I'm going to dinner and there's going to be all this alcohol. And I'm like, well, do you need to start drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning? Like, no, just go out when at six o'clock when you go out with your friends then start your alcohol. Like you got to figure that out. And then you got to find the balance. Well, I find the balance. It also gives people better habits because it's not like you're telling me, oh, I'm going to go to this barbecue and like, there's all this fresh fruit and I just like, can't help myself. No, you're like, I want to drink like 10 white claws. It's like, <laughs> you don't need to drink 10 white claws. Like, it's just not good.
0: <laughs> In general, that's just not, not a healthy <laughs> habit across the board.
4: Exactly. So like, is that necessary? It's not, you know, and that's the other thing. And like, everyone's like, you're shaming people. I'm like, you mean I'm saving them from the cancer that they're going to get because they over consume alcohol? No, I'm, I'm helping them. It's fine. So I think that's the place we got to compromise. We have to think sensibly take the shame out. And that's just all we wanted to do. Like get people to focus on their own health and have autonomy and explain it to them. And I think just because of that, like, that's how it grew. Like we're very focused and we still, to this day, people are like, do you want to do a CPG? You want to do a product? I'm like, no, I just want to give people nutrition counseling. I don't want to do like, leave me alone. People approach me all the time. Do you want to write a book? Do you want? I'm like, I'm good guys. Like this is what I'm doing right hey, now. Maybe
0: one day. Not today. So when someone signs up with you guys, what can they expect? Like what goes down? Yeah. So when you sign up with us
4: first, we'll check your insurance. We let you know what your benefits are. So right across the board, like you'll know, okay, you have 26 visits per calendar year. We'll match you. You'll tell us like what your goals are. We'll match you with a dietitian. You can have an intro discovery call, or you might just trust us to just match you with who you think. Then we take like an extensive intake and your first Session with us is like an hour plus, and it's basically like you really talking and telling us about you. Like, your husband doesn't help you. You have three kids, and you don't have any help. And you know, no you, time
0: to plan, no time yeah. for yourself. So you're just like driving through McDonald's every day, and you're really right. stressed out.
4: Right, and you're like, "How do I do this?" And you're like, "Okay, well, when you go to McDonald's, can you get the grilled chicken nuggets?" I, one time, I said that to somebody, and she was like, "Wait, for real?" I was like, yeah, girl, like Rome wasn't built in a day. And also you don't drink water. So that's my first point of business with you. So she was like, okay. So it's like that, right? It's the gradual things. What's the low hanging fruit? Mm. And we're never taking anything away from you. It's always like adding, what can I add to your intake every day? That's going to be better. And, and it's, oh, it's like, I don't eat till six o'clock at night. And you're like, okay, so that's not going to (laughs) fly. you don't have to eat breakfast, but like you can't wait till six because now you're going to eat a sleeve of Oreos and it's going to be a mess. <laughs> and like, now
0: you're ravaging your pantry and you're right. like eating anything you can get your hands on. Here's right. I'm, I'm such a junk. I'm such a, like a little rat the way I eat. Like I will make the weirdest concoctions. I'll put like Cheetos with marinara sauce and grated cheese and I'll microwave it and eat uh, that. I mean, is that not insane? Uh, and I, I love it, but it's like kind of good too. It's like, <laughs> so but, good. But
4: like, so here's the, we could change it and you can do like a, like a wasa cracker with marinara and mozzarella cheese. And then I bake it in the toaster oven and I have a pizza.
0: And you get the same effect. And it's like, right. all you have to do is just think a little bit, prepare yeah. a little bit. When you go to the store, get a little bit different things, th- uh, food that will give you the same satisfying feeling and that's result. Right. You just right. have to prepare a little bit. And that's, that's the right. thing with everything in life. If we can just prepare a little bit and think ahead and set ourselves up for success. So then when you get to that moment where you're like, I'm starving, I want to eat Cheetos and marinara sauce and grated cheese, it's like, okay, I want to eat that. So here's actually what I can do that will give me the same effect. And I already have it here. It's going to take the same amount of time. It's not quick. Do you feel like that's a big part of it? It's just helping people get their pantry prepared? Pantry prepared and also like, you do
4: have time like i had a client yesterday telling me that she was like yeah i'm always thinking like i don't have time i don't have time but like i toast my english muffin in the morning and make my fried egg and the other day i took i did a timer and it was 4 minutes and 20 seconds so in 4 minutes and 20 seconds i had breakfast and then i realized there was nothing i could be complaining about like, right right you just got to you have to have the things in front of you like there and there are always things that i tell people like i always have you know, greens in my refrigerator or cucumbers in my refrigerator or fruit in my refrigerator. And I always have cheese sticks and I always have chicken and I always have tuna in my pantry. Like there's always stuff where I could just make things Mm -hmm. quickly, right? And like, and also like the Cheetos, I would just like make a wrap like a sandwich wrap, and then I would just like, put the Cheetos on the side. But I would also put like lettuce, so because yeah. like, I want to have the Cheetos, <laughs> right? right. Like, so, so it's not like it's all off limits. It's like we just have to work a little bit smarter. Yes. So we're not fucking it all up.
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: and that's what you guys do so you sit down so say someone comes to you with no clue no clue about anything completely lost overwhelmed it also it's kind of overwhelmed talking to you because they're scared they're going to have to change their whole life they're like I'm actually like nervous to talk to you because now you're going to try to do an overhaul on me and like I don't want that that gives me anxiety so how do you do that? They always do that. They're always like, I had my last meal last night. And we're like, last meal
4: of what? <laughs> I'm, my bad, like, I'm done eating bad. Yeah. They're like, I ate 10 brownies. I ate steak. And I'm like, okay. Binge well, it out. Yeah.
0: You're like, okay. Man, well. I always no, used to be like, my whole my catchphrase is like, okay, I'm starting my diet on Monday. I used to say that all the time. Okay. I'm starting on Monday. So let me binge it out this weekend. And I'm starting on Monday. You're setting yourself up for failure. Like,
4: yes. Always. yes. And it's just like this vicious loop and it's like, doesn't need to be. So I'm just like, okay, guys listen, what are you not doing? So I just listen to you. I'll be like, tell me how you eat. Tell me like, what did you have for breakfast? What did you have for lunch? And I can always find something. So like the biggest things, everyone who's listening, here you go. First, it's the people who are like, I only poop every four days. And I'm like, whoa.
0: What is that? Talk to me about that. Because I have some friends who like don't even poop every week and I'm like there's how what what clogs that up like why is that not flowing because they don't drink water and they don't eat vegetables it's like
4: so basic so I'll I had I had a girl just the other day who was like I only go to the bathroom every four days I was like okay stop this we have to stop I was like
0: that can cause like serious colon issues
4: cancer. yeah so bad so I was like okay I need you to drink water. I need you to drink 100 ounces of water. And I was like, and can you just like make some tweaks? Like, can you add chia seeds to your breakfast? I want you to get this vegetable. And she was like, okay, fine. She said, but what else? I was like, that's it. You can do whatever it is that you've been doing. Just make these additions. Additions.
0: No, I love it. I did, You're not
4: taking out. You're just adding in. I I did not take a single thing out. Homegirl came back. She's like, I lost six pounds this week. And I went to the bathroom every day. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. So those are the things, right? Like everybody have the fiber, drink the water.
0: So like, those are the things that I were that I worry about. Like, you know, people are so just, number one, people aren't drinking water. I carry around my water all the time. My intern- Allie gave me this. It says, leave your light. Cause I leave my podcast. Every one would leave your light. But like, I, this is like almost glued to my hand. Can you drink too much water?
4: Um, yeah, but you'll never drink too much water. Like none of us will. But the, you know, the people who are like, I don't like water. I don't like the taste. And I'm like, it's just wet and cold, <laughs>
0: And no just taste. teach yourself, just teach yourself how to like it. Drink what someone, it. What if someone's like, but I need taste. Can you put some of those flavor things in there? Does that? Yeah. I'm like, you can put flavor things, but I'm also like, how about you just be an adult and drink some water? <laughs> I don't know. See, drink I water. like this. You cut to, you cut through the bullshit on things that need to be cut through the bullshit. Yeah. Like, we all can drink water.
4: Come just on. drink water. Or they're like, I don't like vegetables. I'm like, my son is the biggest ball breaker. He's eight years old. He is just like, fuck me. No, fuck you. Like he's just not, and, and he's a very nice little boy and he's smart, but he's just not, not doing it. it. He's got his own ideas. Rocco drinks water nonstop and he eats vegetables at lunch and dinner. So if Rocco can do it, you can all do it. Like eat the carrots, eat the cute, whatever. Just find the one vegetable you like and eat it and drink the water. And don't tell me like you're 30 plus years old. Please just drink water. Just <laughs> just,
0: just drink it. Like <laughs> drinking water does that solve a lot of the problems and the upfront so, issues?
4: So many problems. I have so many people, and I'm like, please just drink more water. And then they do it, and you're they're like, this like changed my life. I didn't realize how little water I drank. You're like, you're like yeah.
0: this is the life fuel to your body. It's the yeah. thing that
4: keeps everything moving. Yeah, yeah. But also, we live in a society that normalizes insane amounts of alcohol intake. Yeah, I think that's also like a problem because everything is around drinking. So yes. like, like I'll go out with people for dinner on like a Tuesday and they'll be like, you're not drinking. And I'm like, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday." <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go to sleep. Like it's, it's not, an, why is this an, an event? Like I'm not drinking. I don't want to drink. I'm, I don't want to, I, it disrupts my sleep. I don't like it. So I think that's another problem. People, It is like the pressure content.
0: around drinking. And I feel like everyone is like, working for that freedom and that weekend and that feeling of like, Mm -hmm. Oh, and so the people overindulge in alcohol. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it it is, it's like such a escape that everyone looks forward to. Way too much. That's right.
4: Cause like they're sitting on their couch at night watching their show and they're drinking wine and you're like, okay, can you just like drink a tea? (laughs) have a tea that adds to your water intake or they're drinking like a ton of coffee. It's just crazy. So I think like they're all dehydrated. So nobody poops. So that's like,
0: okay. Cause if you're drinking too much coffee, you're dehydrating. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. So,
4: so there's so so pretty it,
0: basic stuff, but people are like dumbfounded because they're like, I don't know what's going on. Cause we have so much happening that we're putting right. in our body and no one has any idea what they're putting in their body or why.
4: That's right, that's right. And there's so much messaging out there that everybody's just so freaking confused and is like, I have no idea what the fuck to do. So I'm just not going to eat anything and I'm going to drink wine and hopefully it's going to work out.
0: <laughs> and I'm never going to poop. And yeah, okay. Who cares? <laughs> so Okay, so say someone who's just like got all the terrible eating habits. Like they drink alcohol every night. They drink a, a pot of coffee every morning. They don't eat until three o'clock in the afternoon and they're not pooping. What we start with, okay. Water. That's number one. So now, now what? Now what comes next?
4: Drink some water. Let's add some vegetables at our three o'clock meal and our PM meal. Like vegetables also don't have to be like a huge salad or like roasted broccoli. Literally cut up a bell pepper or like cut up some carrot sticks and just eat them. Like it's not it's fine. <laughs> like so that's what we do in the house. We'll like we get cucumbers, bell peppers, um celery sticks, my daughter likes carrot sticks. We cut them up on a Sunday. We put them in a jar with water and so the kids grab the vegetables and put them on the side of the plate. We put them in their lunch. So like it's all there. There's no excuse or reason for you to say like, "Oh, I can't. I can't have that vegetable there." And then also like maybe if you're not afraid, you can have like something at 12. Like just a little, like, maybe it's a yogurt. Maybe it's a cheese stick. Maybe it's a piece of fruit. Maybe it's some nuts. Like Just like normalizing eating a little bit earlier if you notice that at the end of the day, you overeat. Because that's mm. what happens, right? Is that because you spend all this time not eating. And then at night, when when you don't have anything to do, when your kids have gone to bed, when all your inhibitions are down, then you just start eating everything in sight. Cause you right. don't have control, but if you had just eaten a little bit earlier, probably would have fared a little bit better.
0: So, okay. But then there's this messaging of intermittent, intermittent Fast, fasting. fasting. So yeah. it's like people like feel so proud of themselves for the longer they don't eat. And I know there's a benefit to intermittent. I cannot say that word intermittent.
4: Yeah. It, it works for some people. It's not, that it, it's not that it doesn't work, but it's like, is, does that actually work for you? Mm-hmm. Right. It's not for everybody. Because some people, you know, those people who are like, I forgot to eat. I'm like, who are you? Like, how did you grow up? Does your, do you, does your mother not cook good food? What happened to you? So those people probably don't care. And it's probably just fine. Right. But for the rest of us, it's pretty hard to consistently not eat until three o'clock mm-hmm. and then to stop eating within the window. Right. Like stop eating at eight and, and you haven't had enough calories probably and not enough carbohydrates and they say that people who intermittent fast versus people who like eat the same eat the way that we would tell you to eat the weight loss is like not that different it's like an average of like six pounds
0: well and i feel also like sometimes people get on these kicks where they like Say so you're like trying to not eat because you're like, okay, if I just cannot not eat, then I can lose weight. But then actually does this weird thing where you kind of gain like more weight because I feel like your body's like hanging on to things tighter because it feels like it's never going to get food. And so like you actually don't lose weight. Is that a thing?
4: Yeah. Sometimes people's metabolism, I know people are like, this is not true. Calories in, calories out. I'm like, that's not true because 96 calories of beer versus 96 calories of chicken are two totally different things. And the longer you go without utilizing your metabolism, the less likely it is to work optimally, mm. and mm. so you have those issues. Like you're not like so when people are like, "I never feel hungry," I'm like, "That's not a good sign. That means your metabolism doesn't do its job." Really? You should be. You don't have to be ravenously hungry, but you should feel hunger.
0: So, what do you mean? So, how do talk to me about the metabolism? Yes, yeah, so all like, the different all the different layers with that. Yeah. So, like, I, I always liken it
4: to. Like the signal is, okay, if I use my metabolism, my metabolism works. The more that I rev it up, the more efficiently it burns calories. It stores fat in a more efficient way. If I'm not using it, then it doesn't know how to do its job. So then what? So then it's like, I don't know what to do with this. Doesn't store, doesn't store fat properly. Doesn't burn calories efficiently because it's not always working and burning. So like, think about little kids. You'll be like, this kid is like a garbage disposal. And they're just like all like long, like all kids are just like these long bean poles for the most part. <laughs> and like, right. they're constantly eating something or think about yourself in like high school. You were, you know, playing sports and eating all the time. And like, I don't know, weight was like never a thing. People, I would go to the doctor and he'd be like, you just, well, are you all right? Do you eat? And like, my mom's mm-hmm. like, she eats everything. It's, and
0: that's the thing. So when you stop doing that, your body doesn't know how to do its job. Okay. So is it like the, is it the more like you can eat more and still lose weight?
4: Correct. That's like the number one rule. Like think about a fire. If there's too much wood on the fire, it doesn't burn. And if there's not enough wood on the fire, it doesn't burn. And that is how your metabolism is. So you got to put enough wood on the fire so it can burn. So only eating 800 calories a day when you're 150 pounds and also you work out every single day for an hour is not doing yourself any service.
0: So how do you find that sweet spot? Like, what if you don't know? What if you have no idea what to do? How do you find your sweet spot? Yeah. I think that
4: the way to really do that is to simply just do a little bit of like calculation, right? Like, and when I say calculation, just like very generic. So you'll just say like, okay, today I weigh 150 pounds. It's Monday. I work out every single day. So what I'm going to do this week is just eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and one snack. And I'm going to make sure that I have, you know, a a carb at breakfast and lunch because my body needs that fuel source and I, and I got to do that work and then weigh myself on Monday and see if anything happened. Did I gain weight? No, I didn't gain any weight. I actually lost weight. Okay, great. So you know that that's working or actually I, I ate, you know, five carbs per day. And I, I stayed the same. So, okay, that's a safe space. So, and actually maybe I need a little bit more carb because I'm working out too much. So like those, you know, those are like little tweaks and also just like come work with a dietitian to like really help you hone it in. But
0: yeah. like So that have- would be what someone does. You can help start taking inventory of what you eat, what your day's like, what's working, what's not. And then y'all can kind of tweak it. Yes. Yes. And then do you come up with like food options that work for that person, like yeah. in particular?
4: Yeah, we come up with like food options based on like what your preferences are, but also it's not necessarily always about the food options. But maybe like what does what is the general makeup of the plate? What are the things we want you to get in in a day? And like we come to that together. It's not like in a silo. I'm never saying like eat this, 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 and this. Like we don't do that. It's more like what can you live with. What is going to make you happy? Like, what can you eat? And then we, we go from there.
0: So what have been some of your career highlights that went starting Kalina? Like what have been some of your favorite moments that you're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. Like I am like living out my passion. I'm helping people and it's like being received. And like, here are some moments that I love.
4: Yeah. Um, you know what? For for Black History Month, this teacher in um, in Virginia, she messaged me and she was like, you're on my door for my class. And I was like, wait, really? I was like, I have tears in my eyes. I'm not crying. You're crying. And she was like, yeah, it's just like really amazing to see like you're working really hard. We're doing all these things. And your messaging is really great around food. And I just wanted like my students to see that and like that representation matters. And I was like, wow
0: so speaking of Black History Month you were voted like one of the top five what exactly what award did you get because this is a huge honor
4: top five black nutritionists that will make you change the way you think about food which is like really crazy because you know only like I don't know like 2,500 dietitians are black so really? it's like, yeah, it's like 2.6% of like all the dietitians in the country. So it's like really wild. And so it's just like, so I'm like, an un- I'm underrepresented in the space as like a person who's doing this. And also just like, like as a founder, like uh, like being a woman, only, only like 2% of women ever get funded. Black women, only less than 100 black women have received, have raised more than... 1 million dollars in venture funding and I'm one of them.
3: It took 11 years to get to this sale. The nyx anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Nix's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leakproof apparel from the number 1 leakproof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear and more.
2: how does that make you feel
4: it's just like very wild. like wild you're just like wait first of all it's like kind of depressing but like women don't receive you know money for funding and then like you know brown people and black people also don't receive so that's just like depressing in and of itself right like women don't have value like that's how that is seen like that's Mm -hmm. that's the message or like black people don't have value like with regards to like your businesses and so that's awful, but like, whoa, how did I do that? Like, I I didn't do that. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, just work hard. Right. My parents were always like, just work hard. If you work hard, then the things happen. So you just do good work. And it always goes back to that. Like, but yeah, I think, so those have definitely been like career highlights, but like, you know, just like really helping people like getting somebody who doesn't know shit about food. And then you just explain something to them and you reverse their diabetes. Like I have reversed so many people's type two diabetes. It makes you feel so happy. I had one guy be like, you saved my life and I'm going to be able to see my daughter walk
0: down the aisle. <laughs> I know. Oh, and so you're just like, yeah, that's why I do that. That's good. So if someone who has diabetes, what are the key things they need to be aware of and change?
4: Yeah. And you got to, That's a full on session. It's a full on session, but like you have to pay attention to your carbs. You have, you have to. And like, also if you're on medication and you're eating, you think relatively well and things aren't working out for you, you need to change maybe your physician. You know, that's the other thing. Patients aren't always well taken care of by their practitioners practitioners have to see a lot of patients in order to make a lot of money and it's it's definitely like difficult and if you only see your physician once or twice a year they they'll just be like oh this person doesn't care they're non compliant like goodbye so you want to work with a dietitian because you want somebody to see you consistently week by week week after week to tell you, this is what you're doing. Well, this is where we can make improvements so that we can get you on a path so that you don't have to live like this. Like who wants to be on insulin? Nobody. Like we just, it's, that's not good. So yeah, I I think that working with a dietitian is always going to be your best bet, like whoever it is, because then you have someone that's really helping you at a more frequent cadence.
0: Have you gotten people off insulin?
4: No, once you get on insulin, you'll never get off insulin, but I've definitely change people's medication regimen. That's incredible.
0: Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. is so healing and it, 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 you just have to understand it. And that's, I'm in this phase of my life where it's like, it is so important to have teachers and guides and it's not complicated, but there's just so much out there that we as humans don't have expertise in a lot of big areas of life. And there are experts like yourself out there who are available, who are taking insurance. Amazing. So we don't even have to pay out of pocket for it. That's right. Why don't we take, why don't we give ourselves this access? Why don't we learn? We've learned so many other things that are pointless. I'll sit on the internet and learn the most stupid stuff about celebrities. Why don't I learn stuff about my health that can change my life?
4: That's right. You know,
0: we all have hours that we waste on stuff that's not benefiting us. That's right
4: that's right. And so it's right here. And I think that people also feel some kind of way because they're asking for help, but it's not shameful to ask for help. Like it's we empowering. have to ask for help. Yeah. Just ask for help. It's not, it's fine. Like nobody is better than like people who are like, Oh, they did it. And they didn't have any help. And they read a book. Like, all right. So what, but you can also ask for help and that's great too. It's fine. Stop comparing yourself, saying your own lane.
0: I love that. You have great, I feel like you have great self-talk towards yourself. Are you pretty good at like positive self-talk?
4: Yeah. Is yeah. that something
0: you've worked on or were you born that way?
4: No, no, no. I've worked on it. I was like badly bullied as a kid. People used to like terrorize me. So I had to like really kind of get to that point where I was, you know, it's okay. Like you, you're worth something. Like, don't worry. Like go back to the data. Look at all the things that you've done in your life. Like you're Go you're back doing to it. the
0: data. Oh, that's so good. Go back to the data. Look at what you've done. So do you have, do you like keep a timeline of your life of like things that you've done that you're proud of?
4: Yep. Yeah. But I'm like, look where I am and look where I'm going. And so it's going to be fun. I don't know what it it looks like, but it's going to be
0: fun. And once you look at your data and you realize how capable you are and how, and uh, when did it switch for you? Like when did you intentionally try to rewire or was it just like a slow process that happened naturally?
4: No, I think it's a slow process, you know, like going to therapy, talking through things and just like really, and, and seeing like the impact that you make, whether big or small throughout everything, right? Like all the work that you do matters, whether or not you see it in like a huge way, you are making a difference to people, to organizations, to your children. Like, you don't have to be winning an Oscar. Like, if your kids are happy and functioning and thriving, like, you're doing a good job. Right? We're so hard on ourselves. Yes, because we all want to be
0: J-Lo, but you can't be J-Lo. Let it go. (laughs) (laughs) And the people who are the bullies are the ones who are the most unhappy. And we know that now on the other side of it once we've, like, done this work. But it's, like, people who are bullying they have the most hate in their heart because they're the most unhappy and they probably have a lot of things that have happened to them that they're trying to overcompensate for or feel shameful right. about. And so it's sad. The boys are the ones who, who need a lot of love, but mm-hmm. it's, you don't know that when you're in the process of, that's right, of getting the other end of it. That's
4: right. And you always, it's weird, right? Like we always want to go towards the abuser. We always want to go towards the bully. It's like, what do you, you want? Like, cause you want to like prove them wrong. Mm. You want you want them to like, to, to take it all back. But it's like, who cares? Who cares? What people oh say? yeah. You want to
0: prove to them yeah. that look at me, look what I've done. Yeah. But it's like, th- there's nothing to prove to them anyway, because yeah. what they're coming at you for is so deep within themselves. It has that's nothing right. to do with you. That's
4: right. They hate themselves. They hate you. They hate themselves. So that's yes. their own thing to work through.
0: Yes. And understanding that is like profound. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So quickly, I just got to talk about this because you're actually someone who's watched Amazing Race and you are yes. you said you yes. loved Amazing Race. Wait, I loved it.
4: And so I watch it. I have this friend, Keith. Keith is English and Keith and I watch Amazing Race and I texted him and I was like, oh my God, remember the country singers from Amazing Race? I've got to be on the podcast. He's like, no way. The ones on the All Stars with the Cowboys. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm so glad because I like watched that back now and I was so, I feel like I was so annoying. I'm like, no, you weren't. You were great. Stop it. You are one of our
4: favorites. So good. We love that show. And we always talk about how like, we're going to go on the show. And I'm like, we're not going to go on the show because I'm going to punch you in the face probably half the time. But like, I, I mean, I just think, I always think that that show is so cool because even if you don't win
0: you got to go around the world. Truly. And that is such a, that I can't tell you how much I received from getting, and you don't just get to go around the world. They throw you into these situations in real cities in real places with real people doing real jobs. So you get like this look, it's not like you're going to like the glamor part of the cities. You're going to do like hard work and task in these cities. I feel like I got to see so much life and so many ways to live. That it was so, it was such a blessing to get to yeah. experience that for the travel and the awareness.
4: Yeah, totally. And also, you are pretty awesome that you got picked to be on it. So don't think you were annoying. Take it. Don't claim that.
0: <laughs> and that's bad self-talk. I need to work on myself. Yeah,
4: no. It, I, that, that show is like so good. We just, we love it. It's like, it's amazing. Who, who would
0: you go on it with if you could do it? Who, who would you say your partner would be? My friend
4: Keith, because he's so psycho and meticulous and we talk about it all the time. But he's like, I'm not eating Buffalo balls and I'm like, fine, fine, fine. But I'm like also not going down a cliff. Like, so, so we have like, we know what the other person can do. But the problem
0: is if you draw the task that you have to go down the, the, the cliff, you can't trade. I know. I, we watched it
4: just recently this past, you know, how like they all, was COVID. So they sent them back and they came back. And at one point they had to like bungee jump. I was like, there is no way. We this is where we would exit. This is not, like, no way. He's like, I would do it. I was like, I I don't know, dude. This looked bad. <laughs> like, it was so crazy. But it, it looked like, it was fun. And, it, and I think it was, like, the TikTok stars or whatever, this, like, husband-wife one, which was, like, really cute. But we, like, remember... Like, I, I always talk about this one couple. They were, I think at the end, they were, like, in the Bahamas, and they had to go down this, like, really crazy slide.
0: Yes. Oh, and, yes, yes, yes. That was and, Kanan and, he, and um Kanan. He's actually one of my friends. He's a country singer. He was with Canaan right? and what's her name? I forgot. I forget, but he she wouldn't he, do it. He wouldn't do it. And the Harlem Globetrotters are like, oh, yeah. And I love the Harlem Globetrotters. They were some of our good friends on their show. They're like, oh, yeah, don't do it, don't do it. And, like, she was, Micah was her name. She yes. Was way too scared. I would have been so pissed. Like I've talked to Kaden about it. Before. No, he. I can't was, talk he,
4: about it. No, he was so funny because he was so pissed, and you could tell he was just like, "Go down Yo. the slide." Yeah, like, like he, like you could tell in his mind, he was like, "If there were not cameras right now, I would throw you down this damn slide, and you would get over it." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't do
0: that, so we're about to lose. It was like, crazy. I mean, but how maddening! And that's the thing that just makes you crazy on the race because you're like. You're not gonna die. Go down the slide. Yeah, Go down the slide.
4: That's what we say. We're like, it's national TV. They're not gonna let you die. You'll be fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Can you imagine what would happen if you died on national TV? That would be really bad for business. Yeah,
4: no, no, no. It's gonna be good. It's you're gonna make it you're gonna make it so funny. But it is
0: crazy because it brings out all of these sides of people's personalities. And I yeah. always say too, like, I was so glad I did it with Jen, my band partner, because like I feel like we had a really good working relationship because we had been in a band together. So we yeah. knew how to work together and yeah. like respect each other. But like Sometimes when you have a husband-wife team, because, like, husband's wife, like, you can go at each other in a way that, like, you don't go at... Anyone else? <laughs>
4: yes. That's why I know my husband's like, You wouldn't be on the amazing race with me. I was like, No, because we would probably start fighting and then people would think we were like monsters, you know? Because it's like such a weird pressure cooker. So, yes, to your point, you go with your friend and you're not gonna curse your friend out on TV. It's gonna well, be like, some okay. people do. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, normal people, you'll keep it. You'll keep it up. It
0: brings out the craziest things because you get in these situations and you literally like it's like and the other one, you can't trade out, like that person has to do it, and you're like so frustrated. Yeah, I know. I love so that you good. watch it. It's such a yeah. good live show. It really it is a live
4: show. It's so cool. Yeah, we never miss it. So love it.
0: I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has been such a joy talking to you. You are such an inspiration. You're such a badass. I love, uh, I love your intensity, your hustle, your passion, your drive, what you're doing for people, helping people with health, understanding food, the way that you're giving people an outlet to do this through insurance is amazing. Tell me where everyone can find you. And yeah, how are you taking new clients right now? Is there space for new people?
4: tons of space for new people so come on down kalinahealth.com that's c-u-l-i-n-a mm-hmm. and also Kalina Health at Kalina Health is our Instagram handle and you can find me at Vanessa Rosetto RD I
0: love it I always wrap up with leave your light so what do you want people to know just give themselves grace I love that Thank you so much for joining me. You're a true inspiration. This was so awesome. You too. So fun getting to know you. You as well. Hey, and good luck with your um, house search. I know it's going to totally fall into place. I'll keep you posted. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be great. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Live
2: Nation presents Concert Week.